RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, all right. What's happening? No, the show's not a day early. It is the weekday, a day late. So, weekday show. I try to do a show during the week. I wasn't able to do one yesterday. I had to take this Mac to the Apple store. And it was kind of an ordeal. So, uh, yeah, and it was goddamn hot out there. I rode my bike out there. I was exhausted. And um, there were were no answers to why this computer keeps bugging out. They ran all kinds of tests on it. They said it was fine. Uh, It's still not fine. They suggested that I get a new monitor. So that's what I have to do, a new monitor. They think something's wrong. I mean, who knows? This is what they're saying. It's a pain in the ass. The whole thing sucks. So, all right. Well, whatever. Whatever. If you can become a patron, that'll help. Go towards the new monitor at uh, patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And what else? Oh, yeah. Keep the show going and growing. I also want to thank Charlie again for your generous contribution to our Tara Buster's latest edition, the little baby Boudica, our our grip at large. She's she's sleeping over there on the wires right now. So I should have set up the the cat cam. Maybe I can do it clandestinely while we're talking. Cause it would be cute if for you to be able to see Boudica right now sleeping so yeah all right yeah so it's a day early hopefully not a dollar short thanks to jim for your super chat right out of the gate thank you so much as always you make me feel like not only a natural woman but also not a complete loser so thank you thanks for hanging out and for your support morally spiritually Financially, practically, you know, this is the practical support we need. All right, let's see. There's Booty. Let me see. Can you see her? It's a little dark down there. Let me see if I can put the light on my camera. I mean, my phone. There she is, sleeping amongst the wires and like a good grip. Right? She likes the wires. I don't know what it is. (laughs) <laughs> she can't even keep her eyes open. Oh, maybe it's the light shining in them. But there you go. Thank you for hanging out. That's her little booty. She's getting big. She's adorable. No, her eyes are still shut. It's not the light. She just can't keep her eyes open. She's a baby. Sometimes, you know how babies are when they get tired. They're just like, I'm awake. I'm awake. They feel like they're going to miss something, but they just can't help it. All right, so let's let's get to work here. We will have a show tomorrow, too, so, you know. Um, this is our kind of loosey-goosey weekday show. The, the weekday shows, for me, are less stressful in a way because we don't really have to worry about the time cues or the, or the clock, so to speak. So, you know, I don't think I'm going to do a three-hour show, but... I might do, and you know, I have we have the freedom. We'll probably do a two-hour show, but 
I'm going to try to keep it to two hours because I think in general, you know, not many people listen after two hours. I know you guys do because we're all hanging out here. But in the long run, when the, with the podcast and everything and the, and the video, I don't know. Do people... Well, I've done studies, you know, they don't, the shorter the better. This is what they're saying. I don't know who they are, but I have to listen to them. All right. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm sure you heard that Trump is indicted uh, again. Is he not indicted? They're, they're adding charges onto his uh, laundry list of charges because, you know, he's a criminal. And uh, good. So uh, I'm not really going to talk about that tonight since everybody else is going to talk about it probably with more, uh, I don't know, understanding because I'm, I'm watching it as, as you are. As it goes along, he faces major new charges in the documents case. Will they lock this son of a bitch up already? That's all I want to know is when is he going to be locked up? When... And and hey, you gonna have a you gonna have a meltdown, maggots? You want a civil war? I know they're always threatening civil war and then pro- projecting it onto normal people, Democrats, progressives, liberals, non-Republicans. They always say we're the ones who want a civil war. We we just want to live our lives in a functioning democracy that works for more than just straight acting white con men that's it we want to have a functioning multiracial democratic republic that works for all you know sort of like uh promoting the general welfare over the welfare of an orange turd slash con man who received fewer votes both times and will receive fewer votes again Someone who hates this country so much that he would rather it be torn apart than respect the peaceful transfer of power. And it's, we, we, yeah, we do live in interesting times. They are really uh, confusing, a bunch of morons, but, you know, the more, every day that goes by, more, more will be revealed and... You know they're they're full of they they're just they're just liars, okay. And we're gonna start off with and of course they call us liars. They call the truth a lie. In fact, I saw it today. Trump said something about don't believe. I mean, this is what he said before. Don't believe the media. Just just believe what I tell you. And if that's not right out of the authoritarian playbook, what isn't right? I mean, it, they these people are fascists. They are destroying democracy from the inside, and this is the only way it's going to be destroyed. We've been warned from the inception of the country. This, the country's not going to be, um, you know, a, it's not going to be dragged into authoritarian from without. It will happen from within, and this is what is, is happening. We're witnessing it. This, uh, you know, the destruction of democracy. Because like I've been saying for years, these right-wingers, Republicans in general, 
they lack the fundamental ability to function in a free democratic society. They don't like it. They hate democracy, and they especially hate multiracial democracy. They can only tolerate democracy to a point, and that point is when only white men are at the top. That's it. And we see this in our history, the history of Jim Crow, when, you know, and this is what's so, you know, it's so um, touching to me and profound that the country, the promises of democracy are, um, it's, it's the underdogs of this country that, that really want and work for the, uh, a functioning democracy and work towards keeping or, or bringing a functioning democracy to fruition. African Americans in this country have always, um, they have believed in the promises of democracy. They've played within the system. You know, they, they have operated, I should say, within the system of democracy as, and, and really challenging the country to live up to its promises. But, of course, we've always fallen short because of these filthy fascists, uh, because of conservatives who hate democracy. So uh, they outright, um, you know, as far as African Americans are concerned, they outright um, engage in a campaign of terrorism against black people who dare vote. So... This has been going on since the inception of the country. The more we move towards a more perfect union, the more we move towards becoming a country that works for all, that's when Republicans freak out. And they would much rather see this country burn to the ground than it live up to its founding principles, as we see. As you, don't you notice? I mean, I notice. I know you do. <clears throat> I, I don't know. Here goes my voice again. <clears throat> Yesterday, I rode my bike out there in that sweltering heat, heat to the Apple store, and I was about to pass out. That's what I felt like. Maybe, I don't know. I was exhausted when I got home, and I thought maybe I was going to pass out out there. It was very hot. I was drinking a lot of water. But anyway... Um, oh God, what happened here? <clears throat> All right. Somebody was responding. I left a comment on a, a YouTube video earlier. It's kind of one of my, um, uh, in, in regard to one of my pet peeves in life. And as you know, it's the Republicans refusing to say the name of the Democratic Party. But it's, and I was just reading, somebody responded to it, and uh, I thought it was going to be negative, but it was uh, somebody agreeing with me, so. But, um, yeah, I mean, just an aside, I was, because I, I was watching this uh, a video about um, Republicans talking about court packing. Actually, let's, um, let, let me show you what I was, what I'm talking about. I'll show you right here. This is the video from uh, from the Young Turks. 
attacking the court destroys the court. Since 2020, we've seen proposals to resurrect the failed misguided idea of court packing. There has been considerable debate about the efforts of the radical left and the Democrat Party to pa pack the United States Supreme Court. My sense is the court has already been packed. Okay. So you understand what I'm talking about. You heard Ted Cruz, the Democrat Party. And I watched, of course, I love Sheldon Whitehouse, and I watched the entire response to these filthy fascists who it's like, you know, we're living in bizarro world. Everything is a projection or a confession from these from these filthy fascists. And they have already packed the court with these illegitimate flunkies, these loyalists, these these, um, you know, these filthy, corrupt so-called justices who have no honor and no integrity. And when Moscow Mitch uh, McConnell invited them to the coup against the court, they they accepted wholeheartedly. And oh, so, yeah, I wrote it's right here. You know, just an aside, in my opinion, the fact that the this Republican Party deliberately mispronounces the name of the Democratic Party just illustrates the fact that they are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. They are not serious people, and it needs to be pointed out every time they do it. They are infants with nothing to offer America, but a little, but their little divisive baby taunts. Why the Democrats just sit there and take it is beyond infuriating. It's like we're supposed to be cool with the incessant disrespect. And that's really what gets on my nerves. The, it's not just that they do it. It's that no one ever responds to it, except I think that one time we played the video of Jamie Raskin talking to, you know, um, correcting Lauren Band from the Bowling Alley, Bobert. And that when her response was, we will call you Democratic Party when you start acting like it. Yeah, what is that? What is starting to act like Democrats, um, you know, when you act Democratic? Would that include uh, a coup against the peaceful transfer of power? Would that be spreading a big lie? I don't know. Would that be, you know, uh, packing the courts? I, I, I just hate these people. But the fact that the Democrats allow it to go on without a response. It's like, it to me, it feels like learned helplessness. And it shows these filthy fascists that, you know, the Democrats are doormats. They'll just keep allowing these filthy fascists to walk all over them. And they never bring it up. They never bring it up. And it gets out there. And I've actually heard Democrats... Uh, or people who claim to be Democrats saying Democratic, I mean, excuse me, saying Democrat Party or Democrat, you know, when it's not um, appropriate, it's not the right word. And the, and that's because of the Republicans. It, it's, and it needs to be pointed out that this is an example of how not serious, how, how um, disingenuous the Republicans are because they 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 can't even say the name of the party. So you know um, the 
the basic level of respect that you can give somebody is to call them by their name. So, and we've played videos of, um, you know, Kevin McCarthy saying how, oh, we're so divided. Why can't we come, come together with the Democrat Party? And, and hello, my head wants to explode because we never hear anything from the Democrats and the corporate media will never push back. So, uh, and uh, you know how I feel. My opinion is we have to fight every battle. Every single battle. And what does that say? Really, think about it. You have no, re you have no self-respect. How many times does somebody get to call you outside your name before you correct them? Right? And they're not calling you. It's not a mistake, of course. But they're not, it's not a nice name. They're doing it. It's a Lee Atwater dirty trick. They, they're emphasizing the rat. That's it, because this is who they are. This needs to be pointed out. So the public understands what we are dealing with. And whenever, and, and, and so when the Republicans engage in that, the, the public understands how disingenuous, how babyish, how infantile, and uh, ridiculous they are because, you know, you have to turn it back on them. That, yeah, these people, they're just calling names. So don't, so cry me a river about how, uh, how divided we are. Let's start with calling people by their names. Anyway, okay, we know this. I, I, still, I talk about it because it's like, I feel like I'm screaming into the wind here. With, and, I, and in fact, today, it's like, it's, see, for example, watching that video about the packing of, about Republicans packing the court, um, I, it's not even part of the conversation that they can't say the name of the party. And I, I, yeah, I called up Chuck Schumer, of course, you leave a message, you get like two minutes to leave a message, and they're like, your time is up, because you're not a billionaire, but... Um, I, you know, I left the message and I was like, how much longer are we going to have to listen to Republicans call us outside our names? You know, it's like, it's, it becomes about us then we have no, we have no self-respect. So we're just going to allow these filthy fascists to degrade us every time they talk. Right. And they're, and to make a mockery out of whatever, they're pretending to, um, you know, compromise with, oh, we're just, we're here with the business of government. But no, you're not. You're, you're putting on a show for your dupes. And in fact, you, you can't even say the name of the party. So, you know, we'll come back and we'll have a conversation. We'll be able to, uh, you know, do the business of government. If you can, you know, at least start there, because if, children behave like that they'd be put in time out you know they would there would be consequences if you were in kindergarten and you kept mispronouncing your teacher's name or or your fellow student's name or kindergartner's name they put you on a little blankie in the corner 
And they say, no, you know, that's not nice. Future Republican. Oh, I'm so sick of it. Anyway, all right. Yeah, oh, well, there you are calling them Republicans. I'm only saying it because it just points out them. In my opinion, it shows how ridiculous and, um, you know, they are. Because no one, no one ever points it out except me. Is there a reason? For, it's just like, it drives me crazy. This is why I do a damn show here. Because I feel like I listen to the media, the corporate media, and then I listen to, I listen to progressive media too. I don't hear other progressives talking about this. Does everybody just, is everybody just like a beaten dog or something? Is everybody cool with being denigrated constantly? If somebody was calling me outside my name and I was like, no, that's not my name. Like they said, like, let's say, uh, you know, um, my name spelled backwards is a rat, right? Tara, right? So why don't they just call me? Hey, hey, a rat. Hey, a rat. You know, how many times are they going to call me that until I'm like, excuse me, that's not my name. Or like they, if they said Tarat or something like that, you know, okay. Oh, ha ha ha. Funny. It was funny the first 15,000th time. It was tedious actually, but now it's abusive and I'm tired of it. So can you stop being a, uh, an emotionally stunted toddler and can we have, uh, a, a conversation like adults, right? Right? Why do we have a corporate media? Because uh, the Telecommunications Act of 96. Jonathan, keep up. That deregulated media. I'm sure we would have some semblance of a corporate media without it, but it wouldn't be this concentrated media with uh, six transnational corporations owning the giant media outlets and how everybody else just nothing there's no i mean there really are uh it's the rich own the uh they own the bullhorn here in the united states of serfs and lords so and that was entirely predicted at the time when clinton signed the telecommunications act and this is why we are so divided here in this country. And, uh, yeah, we're teetering on the verge of fascism. Are we even... Maybe we are there. Not 100%. If Trump got... got uh, Or gets in again, despite receiving fewer votes, we're done. I'm out of here. And, J.D., I'm coming over. I don't know where you live, but I'm just going to be landing in England and knocking on doors so all right yeah so they suck our and what was i going to talk about tonight so, okay we were i just can't take them i hate them uh legally and peacefully and as yeah i felt like i needed to mention trump hit with fresh charges okay in the florida classified documents case they suck you know we know this, um, but I want to talk about the, the how disgusting Republicans are, 
Um, and it's coming. They, they really, the bats are really flying from the belfry uh, with these, with the, um, well, they just are really letting their freak flags fly. So, for example, the Greg Gutfeld, is that how you say his name? Yeah, Gutfeld. He, I mean, what a name. What a friggin' name. This really pissed me off. And here's another thing that you won't hear on any other media outlet. So for those who don't know, Greg Gutfeld, he's supposed to be the comedy show. He has the supposed comedy show on Fox News. I don't know what's so funny. Um, you know, here's the thing about conservative humor. It's, it never works because humor is supposed to punch up, not down. And they just seem like dicks, you know, picking on migrants. You know, you're just a dick picking on the vulnerable. That's who they are. But anyway, I, I, I don't, I don't watch that show. I, have better things to do, like cut my toenails or something. Uh, and uh, but he 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 made some waves, caught in the act of being himself. Now Republicans are all over the country or wherever they the, they're in the hovels in the places where people are stupid enough and racist enough to vote for their own demise. Like Florida, for example, they, they're, 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 I mean, some of it is due to the fact that they are, uh, you know, gerrymandering and voter suppressing their way into power. And that's what happened in Florida. Another thing that gets neglected, another pertinent fact that the corporate media fails to mention every time they bring up how Ron DeSantis is such a great uh, winner. He's no, he's not. He literally drew the maps of Florida and, you know, unprecedentedly and it forced it on the legislature who at first they, I guess they mustered a shred of self, uh, um, you know, self-worth and integrity and they rejected it. But, after a couple of, of, I guess he called them woke a couple of times too many, and the Florida legislature just took Ron DeSantis's map wholly and and put it in effect in Florida, which is disgusting. Yes, I know that today Haiku says Tom Hartman talked about, oh, he did talk about that? I was thinking of something else for a second when I read your comment. Tom Hartman talked about the Democrat slur. Did he talk about it today? I w I'm not surprised. He also talked about the thing I'm going to talk about now, but I think he might have read my tweet, actually. That's why I... But he didn't give me credit. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying that Tom, you know, Tom obviously is, is knows more, has probably forgotten more than I know in, a, in a 10 lifetimes. Who knows? I don't know. But he, um, so we're talking about Greg Gutfeld, who, who, so, okay, okay, where, let me get my thoughts straight. So they're all jumping on, um, they, they think that Florida is, um, well, how am I going to say this? 
they're trying well what what DeSantis said make America Florida but he's beginning with um, rewriting history of course well not beginning it's just one of the many ingredients in his fascist um, recipe his, his filthy disgusting cake that nobody wants to eat but he's so in Florida they are we'll talk about this too um they've changed the curriculum of African-American studies, which is, uh, I mean, how dare you really, you know, because I guess it was too woke before because it's, you know, Republicans just hate our actual history. They, they're too fragile and they are really, I mean, they're racist too. So they can't take reality. And I don't know, they, kind of hate i get i i suppose they're afraid that um because truth has a liberal bias that if they teach the real history of america then um they you know young people won't be republican but guess what <laughs> they're not gonna be republican anyway so but whatever um and they're so in this conversation on Fox News, when they were discussing how uh, how how picked upon Ron DeSantis is, that liberals are blowing it all out of proportion. That in Florida, the new curriculum says that you must teach that slavery had a had a positive effect on those who were enslaved because it taught them skills that they were able to use in the market right after really you know in between being raped and having your family ripped away and just being uh, not free at all um some you should google uh what is i think his name is robert thistlewood i i won't i, I can't even talk about it here because it's so disgusting how he would this 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 scumbag slave owner thistlewood farm oh thomas thistlewood you know how he would he would punish his enslaved people and i think he also wrote in his diary he had um raped no less than three thousand slaves enslaved people so anyway um in the discussion on fox news the the it came up that Greg Gutfeld. All right, well let me let's just play it and then we'll start from there. Do you think that she read the whole thing and just decided to cherry pick something? Yes, because they're upset that the vice president went to Florida and gave a speech saying this is ridiculous. Where we and we won't be, um, you know, we we're not going. Um, this we're not going to put up with this revisionist history bullshit so the of course the filthy fascists on fox news who are liars i love their lower third kamala harris is uh, is lying right because yeah, everybody lies except the ones who had to pay nearly a billion dollars for lying a billion and counting she VP blasted over Florida school curriculum on slavery. Who blasted her? People who are part of the problem. Normal people in the country were uh, 
cheering her on. Yeah. Normal people are in agreement that teaching the history of the country doesn't mean that you don't like the country. In fact, you can argue, and I do argue, that teaching revisionist history means you hate this country. Teaching the uh, the accepting the uh, the history of our of our founding the flawed founding the original sin of America racism and understanding that is part of how we will make a more perfect union. We have to heal this. We have to discuss this, embrace it, accept it. You know, take a search, a fearless and searching moral inventory. But what, how can I expect the immoral people we share this country with, unfortunately, to have, uh, you know, to be capable of that? They have no morals. They're looking for loopholes. They're looking for an out. They don't want to see life or the world through anybody else's eyes but their own. And you notice that's what, that's what they mean by woke. That's upsetting to them. Of course, woke is a t- term that originated in the African-American communities. So, uh, no coincidence there. They're racist. I don't care. Uh, you know, if it acts like a race, it doesn't matter if, if you have darker pigment and you are in support of this, you're a racist too. You know, there are plenty, and there are plenty, we've done, we've read things, we've done shows about it, plenty, there are always people who are in the marginalized community working with the oppressor, always. And we talked about it on the show, um, the incidences of during Hitler's rise to power of Jews voting for Hitler. Jewish business people saying, oh, well, he'll bring stability to the markets. Oh, you know, all that, that uh, anti-Semitic stuff, that's just a tactic. It's, hey, it's true. Look at, I mean, that's how it is. With When I look at people who, like, look at um, the... Uh, Anybody who's Mexican who votes for Trump, I'm sure they're out there. I don't know about you. You know, my my heritage is Irish. If Trump came down and escalated calling Irish a bunch of drunks, rapists, blah, 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 whatever, disparaging my ethnicity, I wouldn't vote for the fucking guy. I I wouldn't vote for him for a a, uh, cornucopia of reasons. One that I have eyes and ears, and I'm not a moron. And I know that he's a con man. You know, I have some self-respect, but it's fascinating to me. Anyway, let's continue. So that's what they're talking about, you know. It just annoyed me that lower third, Kamala Harris is lying. Yeah, no, yeah, everybody's lying but you, right? Right, wingers? We're all lying. The whole world's lying. Except you. 
You're the ones, except uh, f- for some reason you're you keep having to pay. People keep suing you for lying. In fact, you went to court. Fox News itself went to court to win or to um, validate their lies. And they did. They were told by a court back in the day that they could lie. And, of course, you know, this is a, we have a First Amendment here. You watch the news, you think you're going to be uh, learning the news. No, but Fox News is fascist propaganda. Okay, let's keep. I I do think that she read the whole thing, and I think that it's an incredibly complex piece. When you look at 191 passages, you have some good, and and frankly, I'm just fundamentally uncomfortable with the sentence that blacks benefited at all from this. And, you know, it made me think as someone, obviously I'm not black, but I'm Jewish. Would someone say about the Holocaust, for instance, that there were some benefits for Jews, right? While they were hanging out in concentration camps, you learned a strong work ethic, right? Maybe you learned a new skill. Did you ever read Man's Search for Meaning? Vic Frankel talks about how you had to survive in a concentration yeah. camp by having skills. You had to be useful. Utility. Oh Utility okay. kept oh you but alive. But we're also talking about middle schoolers here. And there's a lot of concern about oh what age God. people are prepared to understand complex issues. I'm not sure that 12 is the right age to start hearing things like, eh, and when you were enslaved here in America. What about gender? Can Unbelievable. First of all, let me... Okay, this irritated me on so many levels. Let's just play the gut feel part again. Learned a strong work ethic, right? Maybe you learned a new skill. Did you ever read Man's Search for Meaning? No. I mean, yes, I read it, but you didn't. Gut, what do you want to bet? I will bet it all. I'll put it all on, I'll bet my house here, my my beautiful one-bedroom apartment, that... Gutfield never read Man's Search for Meaning. He, he, he never read it. There's no doubt in my mind. Did you ever read Man's Search for Meaning? This is why I tweeted out that he, of course he didn't read it. Because he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. In no, nowhere in Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning does he say that Jews survived the Holocaust if they were useful. The useful Jews survived. That's bullshit. Absolute bullshit. And what it shows me is that this guy, he probably overheard a conversation somewhere along his his life at a cocktail party at uh, somewhere, somewhere in a wine cave somewhere. Who knows? He over or in an elevator, he overheard a conversation, and now he's throwing around a name, an author, and a title because he thinks it gives him some kind of cred. And he thinks it makes him seem less racist and and less bigoted than he and his ilk actually are. He never read Man's Search for Meaning, because in Man's Search for Meaning, which a book that I read, not that I'm a scholar on it, but I know more than he does, because he's completely missed the point. Viktor Frankl doesn't say the useful Jews survived the Holocaust, which is so offensive in general. Offensive is not just for Jews 
in, it's for humanity, right? For everybody. Also, you have to be useful to survive. And that's the paradigm in, I guess, uh, the Fox News fascists and fascism in general want us all to adopt. You need to be useful somehow. Well, being alive is useful enough. And we are, as human beings, see, this is something that Republicans and uh, obviously don't get. Human beings caring for other human beings, this is a trait that goes back millions of years before we were Homo sapiens. The first evidence of of a human, you know, our human ancestor, our, uh, uh, let's, I think it was Homo erectus, is the first ancestor that we we are aware of. Then you're talking a million years ago, who took care of the sick, that took care of the aged. There's, uh, we we understand this through, um, you know, archaeology and anthropology. So, of, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, not people, I guess they were people at the time, but, you know, our uh, not-so-human, humanoid ancestors taking care of each other when they were sick or old. So, what, but you're not useful, but that's, that's not what happened in the concentration camps. If you were too young, too old, too... You know, nobody asked you what your skill was when you showed up at um, at um, Auschwitz. It, uh, that's even beside the point, though. In Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, this is why uh, I know this dumb bastard didn't read the book. He, that, um, Frankl talks about um, the in in the book he. Of course, he ends, he ends up in a concentration camp. It's, uh, you know, it's his life story. And he, the Nazis took his manuscript. He was working on his life's work. It, he was, he's a psychologist or a psychiatrist. And they take his, um, they take his manuscript from him and they, you know, they destroy it. And what kept him going in the concentration camp, what made him, you know, not want to give up, was that he he had vowed to himself that he was going to survive so he can rewrite this manuscript. And he had, you know, what kept him alive in the concentration camp was committing this to his memory and just rewriting it in his head and... Um, making sure that he wouldn't forget as much of uh, the brutality that he endured. And when he, he got out of the concentration camp, his entire family had been annihilated by the Nazis. And like I said, nowhere in <laughs> Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning does he bring up or say or even suggest that he survived by being useful. It's so goddamn offensive. But what he's talking about, so he came up with a, a um, therapeutic approach to um, depression called logotherapy. And it is based on the belief that finding meaning in life is the primary driving force 
for individuals. And this meaning can be discovered in the most difficult of circumstances, uh, uh, even uh, a concentration camp for, for Viktor Frankl. And so he didn't suggest that being useful was the factor for survival, but rather having a purpose and it doesn't mean so you know do you see what i'm saying so it's more an inner journey whereas this filthy fascist gutfield who never read the book is is ascribing a uh, a judgment onto somebody else so this this uh meaning that you might that a, it's a personal journey in in the inward journey that nobody can take from you whereas gutfeld because he is an incipient fascist is saying that uh, and basically it's his opinion on who qualifies as useful just like the nazis oh you're useful so you you get to live and it's such an offense and the the other thing is that no one, I never, I didn't hear a single person in the corporate media or any other media outlet who discussed this even discuss the fact that, except for Tom Hartman, I have to say, that it's clear that this gut-failed asshole never read the book. And to clarify that, you know, it's the offense of gut-failed Saying that Viktor Frankl said that um, it's, uh, you know, um, people survive by being useful, that um, just saying that is, is offensive in itself. And it also speaks to the fact that he never, that he, he clearly didn't, doesn't know what he's talking about. So there, I have to tell you, this is how the, um, you know, well, Republicans in general, this is how bullshit spreads, right? The lies spread. So now how many right-wingers out there think that uh, Viktor Frankl wrote in Man's Search for Meaning that um, uh, people survived by being useful? How many, right? You know, and how many will quote it and bring it up the same way that this Gutfeld did? Which doesn't, it won't surprise me, but it's clear. You know, no one, no one ever asked him, what are you talking about? We'll explain. And one of the things that irritates me about corporate media, besides everything else, of course, is that no one ever pushes back. They never add or ask that follow-up, what do you mean? Give me an example. What are you talking about? Ask Gutfeld what logotherapy is. I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll be confused. He just wanted to sound like he had some kind of clout and legitimacy by throwing around a name of someone who he never read, uh, you know, uh, an author of a book he never read. So uh, he, so Frankel emphasizes the importance of finding meaning and purpose in life, not being, not being useful, not have, not be, being useful so that some filthy fascist is going to deem you worthy of life. 
it's incredible. So, you know, it's about finding an inner strength and psychological strength that has nothing to do with outside influences. Incredible, though. And this is what he tried to do after he his life post-concentration camp, post-war, post-Holocaust, where his entire family had been been killed his whole family he tried to help other people with uh by you know sharing this experience of finding meaning and uh trying to help guide them find meaning in their own lives so yeah man's search for me shut the f up gutfeld you know really because i wish I, i wish they would First of all, read, read, and but leave it to a Republican to take a book that talks about uh, you know inner strength and finding purpose in your own life, but uh, turning it into uh, a diatribe about judgment, others judging you worthy of life by the way by what you are are useful how you're useful to other people that's what he's talking about you know the party of uh you know uh in rugged individuals that's what he's talking about someone else you got to be useful to someone else's whatever purpose they have never mind your own purpose or finding meaning in your own life regardless you know some people are sick some people are, you know they don't they they're they're disabled they can't you know they're not useful in the way that Greg Gutfeld i guess would think uh deems them worthy of uh, existence somehow but i i just love the way he sits there you know uh you ever read man's search for meaning you know leaning back in his chair be useful utility utility okay. kept you but alive also- <laughs> utility kept you alive so everybody all the six million dead had no utility which is just ludicrous and offensive but you know here's what republicans this is who they are i guess you know when uh, the nazis if you were too young uh you know here in america Republicans are putting kids to work, right? So they're useful. Forget this whole 20th century notion of childhood. They got to be useful. Otherwise you're not you're not worthy. You see? Ugh, god. It's it's absolutely offensive, but not unexpected. And the, and the fact that they're so, uh, you know, they just allow, not only are they so, um, they're so, what is the word? They're just so staunch. And it's the arrogance of ignorance that really gets on my nerves. But that's also because no one challenges them. Of course, he was challenged for his stupid, uh, his stupid statement. But he wasn't challenged on the fact that 
you know, it's clear he's he's absolutely wrong and misguided. And of course, he's spreading yet again more misinformation. That uh, and and th- but this is who these people are. You want to? I, I guess if you can go into the halls of Fox News and ask any of these of their uh, mouthpieces what books they read, please. We'd, uh, you know, we wouldn't be surprised to learn. It would be, that would be nothing. That would be a, a big whopping zippo. Because they're, they're incurious, you see. Being incurious is also a conservative birthright. It is the new American dream for them. Being incurious, never changing, never learning, never seeing life through anybody else's eyes never reading about an experience that might be uh, challenging, right? Yeah, never reading. I mean, I remember I read The Bluest Eye. That's That book is banned now in how many states? Let's see. The But hey, you know, hey, I'm a white lady. Why should I read The Bluest Eye? Well, maybe because, you know, there's more to the human experience and there there we want to it's part of being a human is looking at life through other the the eyes of others and this is how we learn and grow and i don't know it seems like why would you want to sell yourself short but i uh, republicans want to sell us all short let's see that's tony morrison's book Let's see, how many banned? It's just unbelievable that book is banned. Oh, because it has sexual references. This is what they're saying. It's so sick. These people are so sick. Incredible. I just looked up Bluest Eye, Toni Morrison, banned, and these questions are coming up. Is the bluest eye appropriate? Incredible. Why is the bluest eye controversial? Because it depicts child sexual abuse and was was considered sexually explicit. Oh, because you know Republicans, I guess they'll get they'll get triggered by uh, I don't know, shit that actually happens in the world. That's why they can only... Do, well, I guess this is why they share um, NFT cards of Trump dressed like an astronaut. Or dressed... I, I mean, the, the images that they show of Trump where he's fit and uh, standing on a, a tank with a big giant gun. Right? Come on. There's nothing more fictitious than that. In fact, we know for a fact that's what Stormy told us. But it's so, I mean, we we should feel sorry for them if they weren't such dangerous bastards trying to destroy America. I would I do kind of feel sorry for them, the the smallness of their lives. But <laughs> Did they ban mine mine comp? I don't know. 
Probably not. It has. It does it have sex in it? Probably. It only. They're very triggered by books that have sex in it because we're not supposed to be human, you know. And we won't. We shouldn't, especially. I mean, any form of sex, except actually. Did you see this? Nancy Mace. Now here's the thing. You know they they have that. I I can't stand Nancy Mace. You know why? Hey hey. Stop that. Cats are fighting. Junior is yelling at little booty. Nancy Mace pretends to be a moderate, and the corporate media plays along. It really gets on my nerves. She's not a moderate. She's a radical like the rest of them. Hi, booty. Come here, boo-boo. Oh, she was just climbing up, and she, she ran away. But she was at the prayer, this prayer friggin' breakfast, and she makes a joke about how she skipped sex or something in the morning. That her her fiance wanted sex. All right, relax, everybody. Oh shit, it's going off the rails. I might have to put booty in the bedroom. We'll see how it goes. Everybody's getting upset. You guys, chill out. Let me see if I can find it quickly. Nance? Oh, no. I'm sorry. I know. I mean, it is a weekday show. I just went on Twitter. Look at this. And so many and tune in because this is a blockbuster show. This one is personal for me. It is about the infamous dog mauling case, the special agent in charge over the Department of Corrections, the Aryan Brotherhood. This is Kimberly Gurgle for everybody. Family and so many more of the notorious prison gangs actually running business and operations in this country, wow. controlling what goes on in the streets. Look at those take boobs. A deep dive on this. You don't want to miss it. Tune in for and tune in because this is a blockbuster show. She's well. Ron Flipkowski writes: Kim's show tonight is about prison gangs, something weighing heavily on the mind of her maybe someday father-in-law. Anyway, not to distract us. Let's see, Nancy May's sex. Here it is. Another year bringing this together. Another year, another standing room only event. And when I woke low, up this but... morning at seven, I, I was getting picked up at seven forty-five. Patrick, my fiance, tried to pull me by my waist over this morning in bed, and I was like, "No, baby, we don't got time for that this morning." Uh, I gotta go to the prayer breakfast, and I gotta be on time. And a little TMI, but um, I, I he he can wait. He's got. We got. I'll see him later tonight. Um, ha 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 ha. Guess Another what? They're not married. <laughs> They're not married. And there she is at the prayer breakfast saying, Haha, uh, my fiance wanted to bang me, but I said, I got to go to the prayer breakfast with these evangelicals. Yes, there you go. Family values. Family values for thee, not for me. Don't you get it? That's the Republican way. And now imagine if this were somebody, let's say, um, George Santos, you know, because he's there. He's the gay. 
uh, before he's, you know, he'll be in prison soon. But the, uh, you know, if he was there saying that his fake husband that doesn't exist wanted to bang him like a broken screen door this morning, ha ha ha, I said, ha ha ha, no, honey, I have to go to the prayer breakfast. That's another thing. Yes. No, it's not funny, Nancy. It's not funny. We, I mean, it's just not funny. You're not funny. And you're, but that goes to show you, you see how Republicans, they are, they're, they understand that it's rules for thee, not for me. And if this were a Democrat, if the shoe was on the other foot and, and a Democrat had made that joke at a prayer breakfast, you know, they'd be, oh, they'd be faux raged from uh, morning, noon, and night. We'd be hearing about it on the Fox, on Fox 5. They'd be complaining about how, uh, you know, Democrats have no family values or they have no standards. Right? But they know their audience. So Nancy Mays, she understands that she could be as, she could just say whatever the hell she wants to say. You know, she's, they're all full of shit. Morals for, for thee. See, I don't give a crap. I don't care. You know, she's having premarital sex. But these are the same people that are always, you know, they're so worried about us reading books or just people reading books about that have something, some sex in it or, you know, or anything, you know, that if it's not the sex between, uh, you know, a female and a male and that it's just not, Jesus is crying somehow. Jesus doesn't want to hear about it. It's incredible. All right. Here's another thing. So speaking of how disgusting Republicans are. Hi, Bootyka. <laughs> she's she's such a little cutie. Booty, come here. Booty, where are you? Come back, Booty. She's gotten crazy. She's running around. Booty, boo, boo, boo. She was just tapping on my leg. That's why. Booty, hey. Woody. She's not even listening. She's not even responding to my name. I mean, her name. My name is Tara. Her name is Booty. Come on. All right. So, um, where was I before Boudica interrupted? Oh, yeah. Oh, speak. Well, I was going to. We're going to talk about Ron DeSantis and the slavery him teaching or wanting to teach slavery as a as a net positive <laughs> but of, according to just a little bit more on Gutfeld they're saying that the people at Fox News are the they're upset you know the people that work there the poor saps that have to that work there I feel bad for them but whatever if you're a normal person and you work at Fox News I mean I don't know what to tell you. It's I would just get your resume together. How can I, I? I don't know. It's a good economy, thanks to Joe Biden's policies. You could you yeah you move move go. There's many networks here in New York, 
ABC, CBS, just cable networks. Get the F out of Fox News. I don't know. Anyway, so Fox Insiders, this is according to Daily Beast and others, they say that Fox News, where is it? Fox News staffers and insiders told the Daily Beast that it was disgusting for the network's resident comedian to say that, you know, the Jews had to be useful to survive the concentration camps. Of course, oh yeah, and I forgot to say that it, this prompted the Auschwitz Museum to rebuke his comments as an oversimplification of the Holocaust. I mean, it's just, there's, it's so offenses, uh, offensive on so many levels, but it is, what's, another part to the offense is just how ignorant he is, is, and that an ignorant person like that has a platform that reaches millions. That's the offense, really. I mean, a lot of ignorant people in the world, you just don't give them, you don't give them a show. Right? I just heard right-wingers saying, well, what about you? I'm not ignorant. I guess if I was, see, that's the thing. If I were an ignorant cuss, I'd be on, you know, Hannity would put me right on there. I'd be the a gay and uh and a Republican and that that's what they like. They like when minorities are are uh acting as human shields for their bigotries. So, I may not be like, you know, a beauty queen, but I would they I would suffice to you know, I mean, this is what they do. They put these right wingers, you know, that's how Diamond and Silk became so well known. They started putting them on Fox News. This is what the, the right does. It's infuriating. So, you know, of course, white, the White House condemned Gutfeld. Ugh, what a name. The name of his show is Gutfeld with an X. Exclamation point, exclamation point. It should be an explanation point, but we don't have those. We should we should make one up. Uh, the Anti-Defamation League said it was unclear if he was spewing nonsense or arguing a well-documented point. What? Jewish group deeply disturbed by Fox News' puppet master. Oh, uh, that's a different story. In recent days, several... Where is it? Hold on. Stupid ad just popped up. And uh, made my web's web browser move. I lost my place. In recent days, several Fox News personalities, including Gutfeld's new primetime colleague, Jesse Waters. See, in order to be someone who who's on the fast track to success at Fox News, you gotta be a filthy racist. And every time I see Jesse Waters, I think about that that offensive and and horrific segment. Remember that he did when he went down to Chinatown here in New York, and he he did everything, but uh, I mean he just did he did every 
cliche Asian thing you can think of. You know, it, it, all, all with the the music, like ding, 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 ding. and speaking with uh, elderly Asians that did, that had a limited grasp of English, making them look like fools. I mean, just so what a jerk. So now, if, naturally, he's the one who uh, replaced Tucker Carlson. You know, you gotta. It's like it's like a lateral move for fascists. You gotta. It's like a fascist for a fascist, an ignorant fascist for an ignorant fascist. So Jesse Waters have rushed to defend Florida's new and controversial education curriculum, which teaches that children teach excuse me teaches children that slavery helped black people develop skills. I guess it taught them like you know things they didn't know, like I don't uh, washing themselves and uh, the dignity of work. And this is the same old, it's just a revamp of the old racist trope that slave owners used to perpetrate. Boudicca. The hell? Personal benefit. Okay. Widespread criticism over anti-woke lesson plans. Meanwhile, Florida governor, presidential candidate Ron DeSantis doubled down while suggesting slavery was beneficial for some slaves. What a piece of dirt these people are. I, ju- I can't even believe where I live sometimes. Right? Incredible. So, where was I? Apparently, where is it? They're upset. This fucking imbecile, Greg Gutfeld, is beyond absurd. These are some of the statements uh, that a Daily Beast reporter um, received. Oh, that's it's raining out. That's what that goddamn noise is. It's not just raining, it's pouring. And the old man is snoring, I think. Gutfeld's comments have not been well-received by some at the conservative cable giant, which has long dealt with inflammatory rhetoric from its hosts. Wow. Sounds like, um, hail. That's why Booty is flipping out. Booty, what are you doing? She's going nuts, running around. I'm a, so it's, so they say that uh, obviously is disgusting thing to say. Same with Jesse's remarks on the matter, said one Fox News producer. Generally speaking, I'm amazed that Fox has any ability to retain employees from multicultural backgrounds. Our workplace is shockingly diverse, given the vitriol that often makes it to the air. I don't know. Uh, I really don't know about... I mean, I don't know. I don't work there. But... I don't know. I, how desperate do you have to be, I guess? I don't... I have no idea. Understand that they're likely here for the same reasons I am. These jobs jobs are scarce, but I can't help but feel awful for them because they undoubtedly see this nonsense and can't do anything to stop it. 
It's got to be horrible. If you're somebody with darker pigment and you work there and you have to put up with this shit, unless you're somebody like, you know, Uncle Byron Donalds or Uncle Tim Scott, who I was waiting really for uh, Uncle Byron and Uncle Tim to, to release statements about this curriculum. But apparently, Uncle Byron, he was critical of it. So, no, whatever. Still waiting for Uncle Tim to say something about it. But that must have been really tough for him to go out on a limb and push back. I would, but the, one of the people who concocted this, uh, this bullshit curriculum is somebody with darker pigment. And of course, uh, absolutely, of course. In fact, this person, Dr. Dr. Mengel, no, I don't know what is it, Dr. Somebody, His name is Dr. Allen. He was on Megan Kelly. And, if, you know, Megan Kelly has a podcast or something. And she was, she had this doctor person on saying, because they're all upset. That's, they're all like, oh, Kamala Harris is lying about us. Extremists pass book bans to prevent them from learning our true history. They push forward revisionist history. They decided middle school students will be taught that enslaved people benefited from slavery. <laughs> they insult us in an attempt to gaslight us and we will not stand for it. They want to replace history with lies. They dare to push propaganda to our children. This is the United States of America. We're not supposed to do that. Let us not be distracted by what they're trying to do, which is to create unnecessary debates to divide our country. That's it. Well, here's Ron DeSantis defending. At the end of the day, you got to choose. Are you going to side with Kamala Harris uh, and liberal? Here's another one who, you know, this this uh, hung dog. I don't know what's up with his head. At the end of the day, media outlets. Are you going to side with the state of Florida? You see, it's all about the person. You they, because when you have nothing to stand on, you uh, to, of course attack the messenger. He's not attacking what she's saying. He's, he's saying, oh, who, what are you going to do? At the end of the day, are you going to stand with Kamala Harris? Yeah, uh, yeah, you will. If you have any shred of intelligence. Are you going to, or are you going to stand with Florida, he says. And, and what does that mean? Because here in Florida, we're a bunch of ignorant dullards who want to push this bullshit. Because we're, we're such fragile little snowflakes who can't handle reality. We can't handle, as much less, much less can't handle decency, can't handle teaching reality. Because we're so, we're, we're, we're little snowflakes who melt. 
And I think it's very clear that these guys did a good job on those standards. It wasn't anything that uh, was politically uh, motivated. Uh, no. These are serious. You would never do that, right, Ron? Right, you filthy goddamn fascist? Oh, God, you know, they keep talking on the corporate media about Ron DeSantis' campaign, how... He had to, he fired another forty percent of his staff, and what are they gonna do? And here's the problem: he sucks. Fire your staff all day long. It's not the staff, Ron. It's you. You're a you're you're not a good person. Nobody likes you, and nobody wants your filthy fascism. Much less. The people of your state, he won by a squeaker the first time, unfortunately. I don't know what the—I mean, really, what is wrong with you people who vote for these right-wingers? Shame on you. Shame on you. I'm tired of them. They should be ashamed of themselves. Unfortunately, you drag the rest of us with you. You know, the decent people have to deal with your bullshit. So, and then he won the second time. Oh, he really, he blew, it was a blowout because he drew the damn maps. Booty. Wait. She's pulling on my headset. Hold on. I know. Hold on, booty. Hold on, booty. She doesn't like that. I know, booty. I'm sorry. I just got to show you to everybody because you're cute. Oh, you got to be free. Be free, booty. Be free. Booty is running free. Born free. As free as booty is. All right. You've seen Dr. Allen out on, on TV talking about the stories, talking about his own family history and everything like that. So don't side with Kamala on that. Stand up for your state. Stand up for your state. You know, because it's always about us against them in this uh, e pluribus unum United States. It's always a stand up for your state by buying bullshit. I know she is getting so big. Pookies. Where is she? Get over here. Born booty. I know booty. Ow, booty. She's such a good girl though. Come on, I'm sorry. As booty as booty. All right, get out of here. She's so cute, and then she cries. I'm sorry. I'm probably annoying everybody. My stupid songs and my my love of Boudica. Booty. Oh, my God. The grip is at it. Oh, I missed. We'll have to catch her next time. I wanted to show you what she was doing. It was very cute. So, yeah, don't side with uh, Kamala. If that's, how do you pronounce her name? Kamala. 
right? Kamala. Kamala. That's how you pronounce it. Now it's coming back to me. Kamala. Don't sign, but they pronounce Kamala. They like to pronounce things wrong on purpose because it's, you know, especially if it makes somebody sound foreign and different. Because, you know, Republicans can't handle diversity. They hate the nation of immigrants. They hate E Pluribus Unum. So, gee, what does he have to say? That's his argument. Don't, don't uh, side with Kamala. Side with your state with, as we push this incredible, incredibly offensive piece of revisionist history down your throats. Great. You know how Republicans are always talking about how things are being shoved down their throats? Nobody likes shoving things down your throats more than Republicans. And I wanted to show you, here is, where is it? Megyn Kelly had this so-called doctor on her show to, do, to debunk what the vice president's um, criticisms of, his, of this curriculum. Of course, like I said, this Dr. Allen um, clown is a person with darker pigment. Of course he would be, because that's how Republicans roll. They use people with darker pigment as human shields for their bigotry. When they come out with a bill banning gay marriage, trust me, it will be George Santos. If he's not in jail, hopefully he'll be in prison by the time. It'll be someone gay or somebody who, if they can't rustle up a gay, they'll have somebody who has a gay son who's married or a gay daughter. And they'll say, well, my I have a gay daughter and I'm still pushing this bill that bans gay marriage because of freedom. You see? Freedom to discriminate is freedom. Freedom to um, hate. If your sky spook says you must hate and you can't hate, how can you be free? So, okay, so Megyn Kelly had this so-called doctor on and th they they were going to... This is how they debunked Kamala, the vice president. How do you respond to the charge you want to replace history with lies? Well, let me first make an observation that helps us think through this. We, we know the vice president well, and we know that when she speaks spontaneously, she has an unavoidable cackle. But when she's speaking from a script, she's very grave and very serious. Wow. So we know she's following a script here. <laughs> and the script is that she has to reject what is common sense. Wow. Well, that settles it. You see? I see now. The president, the vice president has a cackle. Okay. That makes sense. That, that is a scintillating retort that is not unexpected from right-wingers, right of course, because what else do they have? You know, uh, if you're going to try to retort obvious and disgustingly clear racism, what else are you going to fall back on? The old standby of misogyny and cackle. You know, all women have a cackle. 
to Republicans. And, you know, when you're, when you're criticizing something, uh, a woman, a woman comes out and criticizes, that's a goddamn cackle. So, see, I rest my case. She's got a cackle. And, uh, yeah, case closed. I see. And, uh, and look at Megan laughing. Yes, it was the same thing with Hillary. Didn't they use the cackle against Hillary? Of course they did. Because that's all they have. So, okay, um, teaching that slavery was a net benefit for those who were enslaved because they learned useful skills. That's, uh, you know, not offensive because look who's calling it offensive. We have this woman over here who's just fucking cackling at us. And I can't expect anything less from Republicans. I mean, that must work. It does work over at uh, Fascist Fox News or the Megyn Kelly cackle podcast. But... You know, uh, it doesn't really hold up as an actual argument. If you had anything useful to say, if you really had an argument. If you had an argument, why would you bring up how she sounds? First of all, she doesn't have a cackle. Neither does Hillary. But it's just that they are race. I mean, they're misogynists and they, well, of course, they're racist. But Megyn Kelly... That her job is to sit there and laugh, you know, at a at a a uh, you know someone who clearly has issues, who is being used as a human shield as much as John F. Ken- I mean uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is being used by these pricks. They are all they they use these people to spread their their filthy fascist agenda. And I mean just her sitting there. I, I let's let's hear this again. How do you respond to the charge you want to replace history with lies? Well, let me first make an observation that helps us think through this. We we know Does the vice really president help? well. And we know that when she speaks spontaneously, she has an unavoidable cackle. But when she's speaking from a script, she's very grave and very serious. So we know she's following a script here. So what? And the script is (laughs) that she has to reject what is common sense in the name of an ideological agenda. Really? The ideological agenda of reality? Of the fact that, no, I'm sorry, slavery was not a net positive. It might have been a net, not, it was a net positive for the enslaver, but not the enslaved. So, but, you know, don't you have any dignity? But of course not. And how dare you? And the fact that she just sits there and laughs along. <laughs> she has an unmistakable cackle. Of course, all women do. <laughs> don't they? When they don't know their place. And no one doesn't know their place more than uh, a vice president. <laughs> a female vice president. What a cackle.
See, I have my bullshit curriculum that says African Americans benefited from slavery, and uh, she's got a cackle. I rest my case, Your Honor. You see, I can't take it. I can't take these people. And, right, exactly. Uh, Pookie's mommy on the on the chat. They have uh, nerve talking about following a script. Of course, it's well. That's they're so full of shit. Remember how uh, they were? They would used to be very triggered by teleprompters. Anybody read of a teleprompter that was somehow saying how you know you're you're you weren't, um, I guess, authentic. That was what they were talking about Obama, right? He read off a teleprompter. Who fucking does it? They all read off teleprompters. Especially, nobody reads off a teleprompter more than goddamn Sean Hannity. They're disgusting. But then, where's the teleprompter now? Everybody's uh, upset. I mean, nobody, nobody talks about teleprompter anymore being a big being the mark of inauthenticity. That's another one that fell by the wayside. I totally forgot about that one. Uh, it's, we all have to endure their, their, their manias. And then it changes, you know, just like uh, we talked about how to endure them, screaming about death panels. Well, I forgot all about that. I got to write that down. I'm trying to keep a list of things. That, let me see. Um, where should I put this? Of things that Republicans, you know, force us to endure. And then they they just drop. And then we all... And everybody moves on. And no one ever goes back and, and talks to them and says, Yeah, what happened to your outrage about the death panels that didn't exist? Are you going to now apologize to us? Right. <laughs> yeah. Bring back cue cards because they're so, you know, they want to live in the past. Why don't you just bring back, yeah, bring, just keep the cue cards. No one will ever change. No teleprompters. Republicans, uh, let's see. Railing against teleprompters. Just writing it down. Yeah, teleprompter. And then there were articles about it. I remember this. Let me look this up. Because I was just... I mean, this is... No wonder I forgot. Because all of these things, they're so tedious. And, yeah, Obama... Republicans mark... I mean, mock Obama's teleprompter use. Jesus Christ. Teleprompter Trump. Then they stopped. They stopped talking about it. Yeah. So this is from 2011. It's one of the very symbols of the presidency. The ultimate accessory to the ultimate bully pulpit, seemingly trumpeting to all that the words being uttered actually matter. So why on the campaign trail has the teleprompter become a symbol of mockery repeatedly by Republican candidates? Picking up on a theme that's been rippling through the GOP 
for two years, Republican presidential candidates are using, are trying to use President Obama's reliance on teleprompters to deflate his strength, one of his biggest strengths, his oratorical skill. If Obama can't give a two-minute speech without a screen telling him what to say, it's a sign he doesn't know what he's doing. Obama ruined the teleprompter for the rest of us politicians, said the media strategist who so who advised John McCain? Did he ruin it? No, it was you who ruined it, Republicans. If you use it now, you're like Obama. It's a negative sign of his inauthenticity. It's a sign you can't speak on your own two feet, that you have handlers telling you what to say. And now, anybody talk about a teleprompter? How horrible it is? Of course not. Incredible. Michelle Bachman, remember that dumb bitch, says she will never use a teleprompter and often proclaims that if she makes it to the White House, she will ban them. You see what we have to deal with in this country, J.D.? Do you see this? All this nonsense, nonsense, these filthy fascists. Who votes for these fucking people? These fucking clown show. Businessman Herman Cain, who's dead, thanks to the Republicans. Okay, that's very serious. He, he, uh, all, you know, he joined the Republican Party and all he got was dead prematurely. We're all going to die, of course, but it wasn't his time. He wouldn't have died if it wasn't for the right-wingers telling him not to do anything about COVID, not to take precautions as he sat there maskless in an auditorium and, and said, look at me, I don't need a mask. With all these filthy, filthy, infested maggots breathing on him, and then he was dead. I don't, I won't let COVID get me down, and then it's not going to, freedom! Well, he's free now. He's got no, no, nothing to worry about now. The businessman called Herman Cain, who's now dead thanks to his own stupid party, joked last week that he threw the teleprompter off his campaign bus to get rid of the dead weight. And when Mitt Romney wrapped up a town hall meeting in Florida, a, a woman approached him and observed, you did all this without a teleprompter. Good job. You stupid bitch. You dumb bitch. Do, how how you teleprompter now? She's probably dead from COVID too. Oh, she's or she's sitting in a retirement home with Socialist Security saying, those fucking Democrats, woke, woke Democrat. Now she's cr complaining about woke. You didn't see the teleprompter? It's in my watch, actually. I just looked down. Ha 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 ha. That was a joke. 
But Romney and the other candidates do still roll out the teleprompters on occasion. This is an article in the Washington Post. You see how much Republicans waste our time? Always. They got nothing to offer. Wait, another waste of space in the Washington Post, who's um, uh, the author of this article back in the day. They could have been writing about something that maybe we really needed to know. Except this person was tasked with writing about the latest Republican bullshit that we all have to be dragged into. What if the Republicans spread bullshit and nobody, nobody had to write about it, right? Wouldn't it just be better if they kept to them, just circle jerk their bullshit, screaming at each other? No, but everybody's got to fucking write about it. We all have to, what, what are they saying now? What are they doing now? What, what bullshit is it now? that we all have to go be dragged through, uh, and which will be completely disregarded once it's no longer needed. Sort of like, I guess, yeah, the uh, people in the concentration camps. As long as you're useful. As long as the bullshit is useful. Thank you, Roy, for your super chat. Very much appreciated with your cute little emoji. Let's see. When Obama launched his campaign in 2007, we're talking, he used teleprompters. He addressed his audience. He frequently addressed them off the cuff. But always delivered big speeches from teleprompters, at the time making him appear more presidential. But now, Obama's speech-making is constant fodder for conservative news outlets. On Tuesdays, or Tuesday, after some, well, it could be Tuesdays, I'm sure it was. It was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it was every day. After someone took a truck in Virginia containing some of the most symbolic objects of his presidency, including an lectern and seal, it was the teleprompter that the conservative website Drudge zeroed in on. Speechless. Obama's teleprompter stolen. No matter, the president had another one up and running for his stops in North Carolina and Virginia. Almost every time the president delivers a speech, No matter how mundane or brief, he reads from a teleprompter. Two of them, actually. President Bush used teleprompters, said Ari Fleischer. These are, there are clear benefits to teleprompters. Jesus Christ. Can you believe where the fuck we live with this shit? At the 2010 Conservative Political Action Conference, Minnesota Governor Tim Pawlenty ripped into Obama, saying his promise of the next era of hope and change has become the era of hope, change, and teleprompters. 
I gotta, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Can I get the fuck out of the, JD? Where are you? Give me your address. I gotta get the fuck out of here. You got a couch that fits me and four cats? It's incredible. I, and this is just an example of yet another thing that we've had to endure coming from the right. That means nothing, and then it just goes away. It's all a distraction. They have nothing. Am I wrong? No. Jesus Christ. I, I mean, really. Because we can't talk about actual issues. Well, they can't. Because they got nothing. What are they going to talk about? Well, they're going to talk about woke now. They're going to talk about trans. They're going to talk about people who, you know, minorities. The minority group du jour to hate. Thank you, Matt, for your super chat. Circle jerk, their BS, my favorite quote of the day. Yes, that's what that is. That's all it is. That's what they do. Oh, in fact, this is a good way to get into the next... Well, I was going to talk about... Well, we did. Well, talk about the slavery thing, which is ridiculous. But, you know, um, here's another thing. Well, this will probably be the last thing we'll talk about. Because I got to get unconscious to, you know, in my dreams, there are no Republicans, so I can fly, I can run, I can fly, I want to get unconscious. So, where is this son of a bitch? Um, yeah, so I'm sure you saw that. Um, this is how disgusting Republicans are. Of course, the chickens are coming home to roost for... Oh, well, I got a couple of things. Oh, thank you, Jeffrey Giraffe, for your super chat, which you reminded me I wanted to talk about. Well, let's talk about this. Well, there'll be two things we'll talk about. And then we'll, we'll still have our show tomorrow, of course. Or maybe this will be the last. Because we were talking... Because earlier in the day, Joey's Jeffrey's handler, Joey Bit, who let me see, let me get the text, texted me about the poor Mitch McConnell. Oh, thank you, Robin, for your super chat. The super chats are looking pretty colorful tonight. I really appreciate that. You live in a small apartment. We're going to have to find a new apartment, J.D., for all of us. <laughs> the U.K. is going to be chapped, too, really? Maybe we can go to Ireland, my where my ancestors are from. And we can all just stare out at a cliff. Something like that. I gotta get out of here. It's fucked up. My grandma, I can't. God damn you, grandma. Why did you have to come here? I gotta sound like this? 
I could sound like JD. Gotta sound like this fucking thing. Oh, so, okay, so we were talking about Mitch McConnell, who had a brain fart, and you probably had a stroke. That's probably what happened. Not that I'm a doctor. Let's see. Here's, and it really irritated me. Not that he had this episode, but his response to it. Let's play it. Where is it? When? I have it. I just can't find my ecam. This week has been good bipartisan cooperation and a string of uh, uh, sad, really. On the background. Of course, I feel kind of bad for him, but yeah. he is a fascist. Who, well, he's the great digger of American democracy. Anything else you want to say? Or should we go back to you? And that's this uh, other, you know, this other Republican. He's a doctor. Is that Roy Blunt? Anyway, he goes over to Mitch McConnell. Of course, Mitch McConnell's in the middle of some kind of episode. And, oh, you know, it's very disingenuous. But I suppose that's who they are. You know, this is the Republican Party. And is that him? Is that who it is? Somebody can tell me. Doctor. Is he a doctor? No, I don't know if that's the right guy. You got somebody on the chat will tell me who it doesn't matter. One of these right winger. He's a he's a doctor. I can't remember his name. It's escaping me. And he goes over to Mitch and says, anything else you want to say? So clearly Mitch is having an episode. He, he stood there silent in the middle of a sentence. He stood there and went quiet for like 20 seconds. And of course, the, because it's all a show and... Instead of saying, are you okay? You know, he's like, anything else you want? Let's pretend that the audience isn't seeing what they're seeing. Let's pretend you're not having a stroke right now. Because what's more important than your health, or the health of anyone for that matter, is uh, Republican power. And it doesn't look good if you're having a stroke. So we're just going to say... Uh, anything else you want to say, buddy? You know, it's this is who they are. You know, I mean, wouldn't I don't know, whatever. Wouldn't it be better if they're just like, are you okay? Can we help you? No, let's keep the fucking facade up. Let's keep the sham going and take him back to his office. Wait a minute. Are you good? Hey, Mitch. Anything else you want to say? I'm sure go back to your Do you want to say anything else to the press? And he's like, uh, uh, You saw uh, Senator John Barrasso there, who was oh, a John medical Barrasso. doctor, escorting Senator McConnell away from the podium. But moments later, he did return. He was back at the mic, shrugging off any concerns, saying he's fine. Later, when he was leaving later in the day, McConnell reassured reporters about his health. Well, the president called to check on me. I told him I got sandbagged. 
see because Joe Biden tripped over a sandbag and, you know, there you go. There's your party of personal responsibility um, taking no responsibility for themselves. They're just, let's use this as an opportunity to remind everybody that, uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden tripped over a sandbag. Well, tripping over a sandbag isn't the same as having a brain aneurysm. I'm sorry. The sandbag is in your mind. It's in your brain. You tripped over your brain, buddy. That's a bit more concerning. Of course, an 80-year-old falling is not good. But he didn't, you know, trip because his fucking brain went busted. He fell. He got, he tripped. Because there was a friggin' sandbag there and he didn't see it. <laughs> uh, and then they, they went back to his office and they were like, oh, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Let's all, we got to come up with a very good way to put this on the Democrat Party. We got to remind the Americans about the Democrat Party instead of us being the ones that just had a brain fart. So, oh yeah, tell him you got sandbagged. Because he fell over a sandbag. And let's remind everybody, and the Republicans, they love that. They love laughing at the President of the United States. Because they hate America, you understand? They Especially when the President's overseas, they love, 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 love going over there and saying how strong Putin is and everything. So let's remind them, let's remind the traitors that, you know, we hate, we hate him too. We hate our president too, because we're traitors too. Oh, nice. How are you feeling now, sir? Uh, How are you feeling now? I'm fine. Have you seen the doctor? Are you going to Any see idea what happened? Huh? Any idea what happened? I'm fine. That's Dehydrated? <laughs> Gotta watch those sandbags. <laughs> Say it again. Say sandbag again. You know, I, I gotta get over here away from the sandbags. How you feeling, Mr. McConnell? Oh, I don't watch out for the sandbags coming at you. Beware of the blob and the sandbags coming out of your brain. The sandbags are in your ba brain. Thank you, Joey. That's bare asshole. He says, not Barrasso. That's true. I forgot. Forget about the sandbag. We got sandbags coming out of your mind. Just like, you know, you got no um, morals. You got no brain either, I guess. It's just so irritating, you know? Never missing an opportunity. You know, what is so wrong with just saying, yeah, I I don't know what, what happened. That was a little bit concerning. I don't feel well. I'm going home. Yeah. No, no, no. Say it, talk about a sandbag. It's like they never miss the opportunity to, you know, put it on a Democrat somehow. Exactly, Terry. It does make me wonder if that sandbag was planted. It does make me wonder, too. You know? You had a 
you but but Mitch, Moscow Mitch, you had a goddamn stroke. Because your brain is shit, just like your soul, like your morals. You're the grave digger of American democracy. That's what World War II historian, um, now his name is escaping me. Grave, let me look it up. Grave digger of American democracy. Was Is that... Is that Boudica right here? Over there? Christopher Browning, yes. Gravedigger of America. He is World War II historian calls Mitch McConnell the gravedigger of American democracy. Yeah. And he is. Guess what? Get over here. Oh, she fucking escaped my clutches just now. Come here, booty. Booty. Oh, she don't. She knows. She's catching on. She's catching on to my wily ways of wanting to pet her. That's her job, though. That is her job. Okay, last thing we'll do tonight. I just want to. Well, it's already. The show's already two hours. Almost two hours. That's okay. This will be the last thing. Um. So we know that the Republicans are. The finally, you know, there's all these um, indictments coming down, and Jack Smith is not kidding around. Like we had to sit and on our asses and wait for Merrick the Meek to do absolutely nothing. Do you realize that it's been over a year since the January sixth committee recommended criminal charges for these freaks? And you know what happened? And we were all sitting around thinking that Merrick the Meek was doing something. He was investigating. But guess what? We know now that Merrick the Meek was doing nothing. He was doing nothing. He was, he's meek. And he didn't want to charge the traitors because he thought it would be bad for democracy. You know what's bad for democracy? Not holding traitors accountable. That's what's bad. Oh, it's going to tear the country apart. You know what tears the country apart? Not holding traitors accountable. That's what. Oh, they're going to be upset. So what? The traitors are going to be upset? Let them. Let them be upset. So what? They're going to be upset anyway. All the more reason to hold traitors accountable and you don't hold these traitors accountable you are guaranteeing the overthrow of democracy you're encouraging it you're in fact enabling it Merrick the meek but okay it took him a long time to put jack smith in charge i mean a little too long because in my opinion trump should already be in jail for his inciting an insurrection him, um, I mean, look at what's happening in Brazil. They did the same thing. Bolsonaro did the same thing in Brazil. And he's barred from running for office for you know, a period of time, years, which is what should happen here. I mean, we do have in our Constitution where it says you can't be a traitor and run for office because we had a bunch of traitors. We, it's always the conservatives. 
Always, when you look throughout history, it's always the conservatives who are the traitors, who hate democracy. It's true. Look at look at World War Two. All of the Nazis, the collaborators, who helped overthrow their own democratically elected governments. It wasn't just in Nazi Germany. It was in all the occupied territories. They they found common cause with conservatives. And that, that's who the Vichy government were in France. They were the conservatives. And in Norway, they were the conservatives that imprisoned their own countrymen. That it was the, uh, the, the resistance, were the progressives, were the pro-democratic forces. But, okay, here in America, we got a bunch of traitors, Anyway, um, it's uh, little by little, chickens are coming home to roost, and th- th- and I'm sure you saw Giuliani admits to spewing lies about Georgia election workers. It came out that he targeted them as a part of a larger scheme to overthrow the presidential election, and it goes to show you who conservatives are. This is what they do. It's like what they're doing right now, like to Roy Epps, this dumb, dumb bastard who participated in January 6th. They're making him out to be like, he's the instigator, he's the deep state that encouraged this whole bunch of traitors to storm the Capitol. And as if, you know, they had no will of their own, they're just like, Roy Epps told us. And that was it. And... They lie about him, but he's just a, a, a common dullard, a stupid dupe. But it doesn't matter. You get in the way, whether you're on the side of the fascists or not, you will be a useless idiot. And they, they went after um, these election workers powerless this is what they do you see they never go after the politically connected and powerful they go after the politically unconnected and vulnerable that's who they who they are they're cowards through and through that's who trump is coward a effing coward to the bone so giuliani here Here's what he said about Ruby Freeman and uh, and Shea Moss, who are mother and daughter, and they were doing their patriotic duty, helping facilitate an election in the middle of a pandemic. You know, these are patriots, heroes. They are uh, good citizens, unlike the Republican Party. Ruby Freeman and Shea Freeman Moss and one other gentleman, quite obviously surreptitiously passing around USB ports as if they are vials of heroin or cocaine. One of the videos we just watched, Mr. Giuliani accused you and your mother of passing some sort of USB drive to each other. Uh, what was your mom actually handing you on that video? A ginger mint. <laughs> 18,000 voters uh, having to do with uh, Ruby Friedman. That's, uh, she's a vote scammer, a professional vote scammer and hustler. 
There is nowhere I feel safe. Isn't that incredible? Nowhere. Do you know how it feels to have the president of the United States to target you? The president of the United States is supposed to represent every American, not to target one. That's right. But he targeted me, Lady well, Ruby, a, coward. a small business owner, a mother, a proud American citizen who stand up to help Fulton County That's run right. an election in the middle of the pandemic. A lot of threats. Um, wishing death upon me, um, telling me that, you know, I'm, I'll be in jail with my mother and okay. saying things like, be glad it's 2020 and not 1920. Wow. Were a lot of these threats and, and vile comments well, totally racist, racist in nature? A lot of them were racist. A lot of them were just hateful. Well... What a surprise. Anyway, so the point is Giuliani admitted because, you know, he's over a barrel now and his lies are coming home to roost. He's about to lose his law license for good. And um, he, of course, his claims uh, targeting these two women are widely, have been widely and repeatedly disproven by both state and federal investigators talking about, uh, you know, everything he's about um, ballots being mishandled or sabotage. Is it the things that he said, you know, that Ru that Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss were this, uh, these two operatives in the deep state that worked to overthrow the election for poor, poor Put upon Donald Jesus Trump, who's just trying to save America from uh, black people like them having any power to uh, vote in a democracy. I mean, that's really what he's doing. So the rich can get richer and the working class can become the more malleable working poor. And, uh, you know, we can make America great again by... Uh, bringing back child labor. So, okay, according to, so in a Tuesday night court filing in the defamation case, Giuliani conceded that his claims were false, although he worded his admission in, in a way to meet the barest minimum level of accountability. Def and it said, defendant Giuliani made the statements of and concerning plaintiffs, and he does not dispute for the purpose of this litigation that the statements carrying meaning that is defamatory. Defendant Giuliani, for the purpose of this litigation only, does not contest that to the extent the statements were made of fact and otherwise actionable, such actionable factual statements were false because he's being sued all right anyway now this is not i mean of course we know that he's a dirtbag now but there's a whole media apparatus around these dirtbags that are propping them up and they will not let go of their lies unless 
you know, they will never let go of their lies. It, it will happen. What will happen is what I keep saying will happen. One day in the not too distant future, those who supported Trump will only speak of it in shamed whispers. There is no doubt. You can take that to the bank. Unlike Trump's laundry list of failed businesses and scams, you can take that to the bank. That is for sure. And there will still be, just like after, just like the good Germans after World War II, the so-called good Germans, there will still be some true believers. But for many, the scales are disappearing from their eyes or whatever they do, falling from their eyes. And in fact, actually, just an aside, I have to say, I saw another, I saw a tweet on the stupid uh, Elon Musk failed platform, which shows you that, uh, you know, is what he, what Elon Musk shows us is that he's not a genius. We know that. We've done stories about it. And also everything's, everything that conservatives touch, they destroy. Okay. But I saw a tweet, somebody's, what did they say? Oh, um, in 2016, Trump, I'm just trying to remember by, by memory. Uh, this person wrote, in 2016, Trump was the better choice. In 2020, he was the only choice. And now he's uh no no choice at all or something like that and he his um tweet was trying to i guess say that he um you know he's come to he's he he can't vote for this effing you know for this con man but and i was like what do you you want a medal you want a us to be like Oh, uh, congratulations or something like that, you know, because anybody, uh, you know, who thinks that Trump was the better choice, somebody who came down an escalator calling a minority group rapists, you thought that was the better choice. Shame on you. Uh, you're not getting any medals for finally seeing the light. Just like none of the damn good Germans, so-called, were uh, congratulated for finally seeing what they, what they had done, what they unleashed on Europe and the world. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Congratulations for seeing what the rest of us saw for seeing what um you know anybody who had a had a a mind eyes a soul any you know in any uh, shred of humanity of decency of dignity we all saw it we didn't we didn't need i mean how many years you needed all these years to wake up That's how many years you needed you needed to see the the abomination in action. 
Okay, whatever. Um, but here's this conservative. There's a conservative commentator, you know, a little podcaster, whatever. I never heard of him, but he's just one of them. Conservative cries bitter tears after Trump allies admit election lies. He says, it was all BS. His name is Steve Deese. Conservative broadcaster Steve Deese complained bitterly that Donald Trump's allies admitted to lies about the elections, about the election that he helped spread the lies he helped spread the blaze tv host initially opposed trump in 2016 then claimed to leave the republican party after his first choice ted cruz which says all you need to know about this person he's not that swift and um ted cruz called for unity and uh he finally came back and he was all into the stop the steal and spreading the lies and he was very he was bigly mad about how uh, you know where is it where is it Stevie Doocy he was very upset hold on a second give me a minute where is this article he says, how many people, wait, 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 because he's admitted he, he lied. The Blaze TV host initially opposed, yes, I read that. We are going to the mattresses for these people. We are offering them more accommodation, more chances than we'd offer our own family members, for goodness sakes. Wait, hold on, let's let him talk. Let's hear it from the from the uh, the horse's ass, as they say. We are going to the mattresses for these people. We are offering the them more accommodation, more chances than Oops, we'd offer our own sorry. family members. For goodness sakes, and for what to have Rudy? Jo I hit the wrong button. Wait a second. We are offering them more accommodation more chances than we'd offer our own family members for goodness sakes and for what to have rudy giuliani go down to georgia and admit that he lied yeah. have jason miller tell the january 6th commission yeah we all knew it was bs it's about time what 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 is this it's called truth hitting you in the face steve and you're a dupe you're like tokyo rose yeah well or the latest update of tokyo rose you're like Tokyo Rose. You're a fascist propagandist who hates this country. And really, I hope that you do see the light. You should be ashamed of yourself for the lies you spread that do nothing but pour bullshit into the ears of the easily led and make it difficult to maintain a functioning democracy in this country. You know, simply, if you can't handle democracy, go, go away. Get the F out. There are plenty of authoritarian shitholes for you to, to move to. Move to Russia. That's the kind of country you like. Move there. You don't get to 
turn this country into an authoritarian shithole. Because you don't like it? Because you don't like trans people? You don't like black people? You don't like reality? You can't handle diversity? Well, then get the fuck out. That's not this country. I'm very sorry. You were born here. You can move. You don't get to turn this country into your shithole with this giant asshole who who didn't win as your dim leader. Go to North Korea. Go. I know Trump loves it there. Everybody stands up at attention. He wa- That's what he wants you to do. You, and you do it without question because you're a... A traitor. You know, you just can't help it. The, I mean, you do have a couple of options, right? You have, you can get the F out, or you can get the help you need. But being a traitor is a sad way to go through life. Because you're, you know, it's not like you're a traitor to fascism. You're a traitor to democracy, which makes you the bad guy. It makes you somebody that is not going to come out looking good in the light of history. You're, you're not on the right side of history. You're not on the right side of humanity. You're, on, you're a dupe. You're a useless idiot. Some of you don't like it when I use the cult word, but when you like being treated like a schmuck and ask for more, that is a cult. I'm the mark. I'm the sucker. I want to be such. And I resent the person who tries to get me out of that. Those are marks of groupthink, frankly. How many people in this audience sent money to stop the steal three years ago? Yeah, you're suckers. Suckers. How many shows did I waste your time talking about this three years ago? How m- you're a sucker. You're, I mean, come on. You, just because you want to believe it, just because you can't function knowing that there are more normal people than there are filthy fascist racists. They can't handle democracy. It must be very terrifying to you. But that doesn't mean you get to overthrow the country with your filthy lies. But you, I'm glad to see that this guy is recognizing he's, he's a dumbass. Will he stop being a dumbass? Will he stop spreading the lies? I doubt it. I highly doubt it because Trump is still out there saying that, oh, they stole it. They stole it. So, you know, Occam's razor, this shit, a con man, a lifelong con con man with serial bankruptcies, tax cheating dirtbag who never did a damn thing for anybody in his life but himself, who outright said (laughs) He would only accept the results of an election if he won. 
that uh, you know what's uh, what what's the chances of him you know actually accepting you know um he he let's what are the chances of him of the fact of I feel like I'm Mitch McConnell now I can't get the goddamn sentence out but uh that he won the election and we stole it from him this poor put upon serial bankrupt tax cheating draft dodging dictator envying con man with the fake university and the fake vitamin scam and the all the serial uh, you know the history of sexual assault and the, the fraudster the fabulous the entire life the guy who p- portrayed himself as his own goddamn publicity agent john barron you know, uh, what, uh, I mean, what are the odds of that guy legitimately having an election stolen from him? Or he's lying to you. The one who said Trump steaks are delicious when they were, re- uh, anyone who ever tried them got the shits. And that's on the review site. Those poor cows, you know? It's just the indignity of being turned into a Trump steak. The the one who cheated on his third trophy wife while she was home recovering from childbirth with a porn star, paid off the porn star for silence, and then continues to lie about it. You know, that guy. What are the odds? What did you, that that we stole it from him? Although over sixty court cases threw them out of court with prejudice because there's no effing evidence. But yes, but you still believe it because you think you just don't. You can't handle it. You can't handle democracy. Go, go, build coalitions, knock on doors, get people to vote for your filthy fascist agenda. But you can't. It's too much work. It's so much easier to steal it. These people hate work. You know, they like to say that they want to teach everybody the dignity of the of work. <laughs> they they hate work. That's why they need shortcuts. They need to cheat. Yes, I see. <laughs> Looks like he likes the mic. It really does. Ah, looks like he's eating the mic. Betty. He's going on. I still have not recovered between the election fraud and COVID. The election fraud. I probably have the smallest Facebook following of any major show in this entire industry. The, I thought he was going to say the smallest something else, but this, wait, wait, wait. He hasn't recovered from the election fraud that isn't fraud? That he just... I will routinely post things on Facebook, get like two or three comments. Because you suck. It's like Facebook is like, we won't ban you because then you'll just you'll, you'll whine about it and, and generate a bunch of publicity. Sure, you're so we'll just make it that it. no one sees your material at all. Right. Why? Because I went to the mattresses on COVID and the stupid. election fraud issue. You're you're spreading only to bullshit. have Rudy Giuliani say, "Yeah, I was lying," and Jason Miller say, "Oh, we knew it was all BS." Well, 
We all did. We knew. Normal people knew. So, yeah, good. Welcome to the party, pal. But um, look in the mirror. What are you doing with the show? You suck. You're spreading lies. Shame on you. Get your ass to a shrink. And get to the bottom of it. You know, do those searching and fearless moral inventory of why you're such a useless idiot. Why are you so easily manipulated? And I bet you I can get to the bottom of it. I'm very good at getting to the bottom of uh, psychological issues with people. It is, you're a racist. <laughs> you got issues, buddy, with race. You don't like diversity. This is really what it comes down to with the, these people. They have been told a lot of bullshit about people with different, you know, pigment. And they're very upset. They don't like diversity. All the best people, Steve. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, we, I guess we can tune in to him tomorrow and see that uh, nothing has changed because the ele the stolen election bullshit sells. What is he going to talk about? The minute he starts talking about reality, his whatever audience he does have is going to flee. They're going to bombard him with bullshit about what a traitor he is. And that'll be the end of it. He won't have a show. So they will, he'll continue to spread the lies. I, I, we should check in on him. And uh, I'm sure, you know, it doesn't matter. You see, that it does not matter. They all know they're lying. Trump knows he's a liar. They all know it. But no one says it. Kevin McCarthy knows it. They all know it. Ted Cruz knows it. I don't know if Marjorie Perjury Trader Green knows it because she's a dumbass, but they do. They just like power more than they, you know, love America. They hate America. But we will get into it more tomorrow night. Because <clears throat> where's Boudica? Booty. I don't know where she is. She's running free. Probably in slow motion somewhere. Booty. Alright, listen, listen, listen. No, let's see. One day it will, like I said, they will only speak of their support in shamed whispers. It will happen. But I don't know. They're going to have to be crushed mercilessly, legally and peacefully. And yeah, that day is not here yet. They will be crushed legally and peacefully. Because it's only, it's inevitable. They are unfit and they're on the wrong side of everything. So 
it's they will not win. It's true. Because we will win. We know this. Look at Junior. He's sleeping. We are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. And we're not full of shit. We are uh, trying to make the world a better place. And that's, I mean, not making it worse. Trying to make it a better place for all. So we will get together tomorrow night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Same place, same bat time, same bat channel, same Boudica baby booty. And Ray Ray and Francis Jr. Jr. and Tara Jr. Jr. Thank you so much for hanging out, guys. Thank you for your super chats and your amazing participation in the chat room. I can't do it without you. I... I love you. And thank you, Haiku, for being a moderator, always. Thank you, Jim, for being a moderator, always. Thank you guys so much. And I hope to... I, I will see you tomorrow, Winston. I see you. I will take attendance. I'm gonna take attendance. My name is Tara Devil. Thank you for, so much for hanging out. And I will see you all tomorrow night. We, oh, I forgot to say, we stick together, we win. I'll see you then. <laughs>